0: back to another episode of Generally Assembled, your favorite House Republican podcast. I'm Jason Gottesman, joined by Mike Straub. Mike uh, had a stunner this week in the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Um, Ultimate plot twist. Yeah. Look, everybody was talking about the Democrat majority. Well, guess what? Nobody has a majority at full complement now. Uh, 101, 101 to one of the Pennsylvania's first truly and fully capital I independent speaker of the House. Gatekeeper uh, Mark Rossi. I think you let's go
1: let's go back in time a little bit to, to re- figure out how we get here. But I mean, yeah, as you as you said, stunner, plot twist, you know, absolute. Just everybody didn't see this thing coming. I had the uh, the press corps at one point as that afternoon kind of slowed down, kind of asking me, "Is anything going to happen today?" Just just tell us if anything's going to happen today. And I think at that point, the safe money was on nothing happening. Yeah, everybody following, was
0: believing that we were just going to adjourn.
1: Right, following the what we're watching out of Washington saying, okay, it, it appears to be a tie without naming names. It appears to be that this chamber is split down the middle today as it stands by the people who are in their seats, and that's a stalemate. And Democrats tried to adjourn. Right, Democrats um, tried to adjourn, and it felt like we were going in that direction. And then suddenly there was a sense in the room that something was up. And that was funny to watch the Democrats on the floor kind of go, wait a second, it's something, something is happening, and we can't quite put our finger on it. Which is what I to say. Well, that that's not that surprising for Democrats. Right. Something's usually happening, and they don't know what. Well, it goes back to what I want to say is we have to go back a couple of weeks and even a couple of months ago. That as we were involved in interviews with Leader Cutler, the question would always kind of be, Are you out there actively trying to see if there's folks on the other side of the aisle who might make a deal with you? And Brian had no problem saying. That of course would be the due diligence of our job as a leadership team, as it would be the due diligence of the other side to try to do the same. We' we're, we're in a tie. and we all were uh, getting history lessons of 2007, 1995, 1979, these days where the chamber convened and nobody knew what was going to happen because it was so incredibly closely split. So then as we arrived back on the floor that afternoon and there was this sense that, maybe something was happening, and then there was sort of a, a, a sense that rank-and-file members on both sides of the aisle didn't know what was happening, didn't know what was going to happen next, and we all sort of buckled in, in uh, and prepared for uh, for the best reality show Harrisburg has seen since Graham Hetrick was the coroner. Nice. That wasn't a great reality show. This was much better.
0: It, 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 and actually, uh, yeah, true life, I work in the state capitol. That's kind of where, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah. Somebody said C-SPAN
1: is uh, reality TV for nerds. You know, I would say that the PA House GOP live stream of the House floor was definitely a reality show for political uh, entertainment.
0: Yeah, PCN's a whole new level of nerdship. <laughs> right. um, it, it it really is. And if you are if you're on the, the 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 caucus web streams, you are even in a much larger subset of of nerd nerddom. But don't worry, we're right there with oh, you. Oh yeah, uh, because trust me, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> uh, you are in a unique. Bubble of people who are so interested in the goings-ons of Pennsylvania state government uh, that you're listening to two guys in the basement of the Capitol recording their thoughts and trying to make jokes. Um, and, we appreciate
1: uh, every one of the tens who are out there.
0: Yes, the the tens, especially Ruth Topper, uh, still a loyal fan. And uh, I did speak to Representative Topper this week. He will be joining us uh, when we get back, and, uh, and we can't wait for that. Look, I, I think really the 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 triumph here is not necessarily in what what does this mean for republicans and democrats from from our point of view what this really means is that democrats do not have a monopoly on the floor uh it prevents extremism it prevents any side from having a say over another it prevents a lot of the things that uh 50 of this commonwealth's population was concerned about when um Democrats were claiming to have a majority in this chamber having a truly independent speaker is a way to ensure that you know everybody gets a little bit of something and not one side gets everything that they want and as we are um are here today there's still many unknowns mm-hmm. um you know uh, representative razi had a speaker razi has uh, made a number of commitments that uh, people are waiting to see whether or not uh will come to fruition we hope that he does and he stays to his word there are session days that need to be announced from the office uh that then begets uh rules and when they might be considered for the chamber how that's going to be organized and really how we're going to function for the next two years so many things remain up in the air this is one issue that's been solved uh but many issues still remain i think we said we might have 99 problems but a speaker ain't one Hit me. But a speaker ain't one.
1: Well, I, I will paraphrase uh, Leader Cutler, and he was asked about this today. Was A reporter said, is this your best case scenario? Is this the outcome that you were hoping for was sort of the way the question came to him. And uh, Brian had no problem saying, no, the, the outcome that we were hoping for was to elect our Republican nominee to be Speaker of the House. Uh, but that that pathway did not exist is how he explained it. And as that became very clear that pathway did not exist, uh, this plan which had been mentioned uh, in certain corners as, an, as a potential option, but no names had been attached to it because I've even heard the Democrat leaders had kind of been challenged, you know, how did you not see this coming? And they, their response was, we, we saw this coming. We knew this was a possibility of an independent speaker. We didn't know who it would be. We didn't see this name uh, arriving. And so uh, so going back to what, what Leader Cutler said today in terms of there wasn't a path for the Republican nominee to be the speaker uh this immediately became the best case scenario where this is not a moment for republicans to see as an enormous triumph they are not in the majority that our caucus is not in a position to control everything but neither are the democrats the democrats are not in a position to run
0: their agenda uh through our chamber correct it's a reflection of the legislative reality before us and um it's it's truly a unique situation a unique time and um how that all will play out and what exactly all this means is interesting. But on the same token, Mike, you know, the Democrats couldn't elect their preferred candidate mm-hmm. either. Now, mm-hmm. while there was no, nobody who nominated uh, Leader McClinton, certainly uh, she had coronated herself mm-hmm. uh, before, uh, all going all the way back to early November, and made it very clear. And even Democrats today are still making it very clear that she was their preferred choice for Speaker. Uh, but the fact that they tried to adjourn and get us out of here showed that they didn't have the votes either and why they aren't celebrating the fact that there's an independent speaker after all of their right. empty talk over the last dozen or so years of the need for bipartisanship and the ending of of hyper-partisanship and the ending of politics as usual. Once we have delivered that, it's nothing but hand wringing and gnashing of teeth. Uh, over the fact that they can't get done what they want to get done. This has all been about power for them, but Republicans this week put people over politics, and we ensured that the institution can survive and move ahead, and uh, it was nothing short of a historic day. Definitely, and the silence coming from their caucus is
1: all you need to know. There's not a ton of uh, media noise coming from their leadership team. There's not a lot of... uh, positive messages coming from their rank and file. They don't know what's happening next. As we said on that day, they don't seem to be too angry at us. They seem to be pointing their arrows at each other. And I think it proves again that they're missing the point. They're missing the point that this this the majority of this chamber came down to 50 some odd votes in a collar county. Uh, it, this was not a landslide majority for either, for either party. And that's what led us to this momentous occasion and before we get a real sense of what Speaker Rossi, uh hopes to do and how he intends to run his office, I think at this stage of the game, I have nothing but respect for his, the willingness he, 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 he showed in taking on this role and being willing to take those arrows and try to be that person, to be an independent voice at a time that when the state appears to want one. And we'll see how it goes. It may end up being an unbelievable success story that states all over the country, maybe even democratically elected bodies over the world end up following. Or we turn into a a, a lesson in the history books for, you know what, it was a ton of gridlock and nothing really got done. Either way, it took somebody with the kind of guts to stand up there and do it, and that goes for the person who put his name on the ballot and the people from our side of the aisle who who recognized the the opportunity and voted yes.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine being Speaker Rossi right now, I'm sure. the. the weight of the decision is still growing and um on top of not only the political pressures i'm sure he's facing uh trying to build out a staff and get the institution moving doing all of the uh just mundane work of the speaker's office uh has to be um very heavy i think we should
1: address something in this space that has been interestingly noticed in the building and it's that he got up there in that moment and he delivered one heck of a speech about being an independent leader in a state where independence hall and gettysburg and all these things and recognizing that modern history can happen on a moment's notice in a chamber like this and people were so impressed by the speech they keep asking where it came from he, and it, and it's and it's like what is the last time somebody gave a gave a speech in this building people go where did, where did that speech come from
0: yeah i look my favorite line from that speech was uh he was talking about independence and he said there's people who are disgusted with our politics and the independent voices deserve a seat at the table and that seat is now the speaker's chair Uh, that's one heck of a line but ultimately it doesn't matter who wrote that speech it doesn't matter where that speech came from it doesn't matter look the past is prologue at this point what matters is what the speech said and who read it right the speech came from the mouth of the speaker correct yes and uh that was his speech he read it he had to read it over before he got there i'm sure and said this these are the words that i want to deliver and um, look, you and I have both written speeches in the past that the person you write them for looks at it and goes, I'm going to make some edits, meaning this is going in the trash and I'm making my own notes. And that's fair enough. But when somebody reads a document, no matter who hands it to them and reads it as their own, that becomes their speech. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It was it was the speaker speech. And uh, it set a tone by which I think everybody in the building hopes that he can live up to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, look. PGA Tour starts back again today. Yeah, I'm excited
1: about that. Yeah. It's always tough because they're in Hawaii and here you are in like an an oddly warm January in Pennsylvania, but you're kind of like, is that even real life? Is that a place that I could be? Why am I here if I could be there?
0: Well, this is also like the three weeks when golf is in Hawaii where I get like the Hawaii vacation bug and I'm like, man, what a paradise. Right. What, like, what an amazing place. Like, I just want to go have some pineapple and some Spam and some macadamia nuts. <laughs> but, and, and, but, like, even the golf doesn't make sense because they have, like, these par fives
1: that are 700 yards yeah. straight downhill, and they get there in two. Yeah. And you're like, I know. wait a second, now the math doesn't even add up here. No. But it, and they're like, it's Hawaii. You don't even worry about it. It's Hawaii. It's yeah, the, and it's go, down, it's like it's the it's,
0: wind. It's, it's Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> the wind is crazy. Uh, maybe only second to Bermuda, and... Um, you know, uh, when, I, when I looked to transfer colleges uh, when I was a young man, um, certainly on the short list was the University of Hawaii uh, because man, but everything costs more out there, uh, just yeah. like Alaska because it takes extra to ship stuff o- over to Hawaii. So uh, did not end up going to uh, the University of Hawaii. But.
1: I was in Hawaii for two weeks as a 12 year old because my next door neighbors who also included my very best friend got sent there for like 3 years on like a, a like a lineman's contract like hanging like electric lines and they were huh. like send Mike out to hang out with my best friend at the time and I mean, an unbelievable like two and a half weeks. And the yeah. funny, and, and so then it wasn't even like I was a tourist. I was like immersed in this like townhome neighborhood with all the kids. And none of the, none, nobody there wears shoes. Like, yeah. Shoes are completely optional. Twenty four hours a day, the kids would make. I had these beautiful new Nikes, and the kids were just like, "Why are you wearing shoes?" I was like, "These are sweet." And they're like, "We don't wear. Nobody wears shoes here." <laughs> but but everything else, everything else, unbelievable. I would go back in a second. But yeah, fired up.
0: Yeah, so PGA tours is back. Uh, and, and I know I told you this privately, but, um, you know, this whole discussion about the, cra- the crowns on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I all of a sudden we started saw, a trend. Saw, do- saw dozens of people on my Facebook feed. Yeah, I think they're all listeners.
1: This. They checked it out. Uh, no, I, <laughs> Amazon's I, I, I th- got I, th-
0: I think it's like this. Uh, uh, w- so, what I t- took it as, and most of them I think fit into this political mold of like trying to take the Christ out of Christmas. Oh. And so there's like this, like. Uh, I think in this tradition, which, you know, I think it's very nice, uh, but it's it's non sectarian and it's re- it's it's there's no religion in it at least as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, well,
1: in the, in the it, it's gift giving in the same way that the wise men brought gifts. I mean, it's a gift right. giving. It's not like you just rip this open, put a hat on. It's something you share around the table with other people. It's a gift that you give
0: at the table. The people that I saw that are now doing this trend are all sort of like the liberal people who would try to try to not would not be happy saying merry christmas or very happy holidays people yeah uh and i think it's sort of like their way of having a celebration um but it's certainly rooted in this christmas time tradition but uh but yeah it was i was i was stunned maybe i just saw it didn't know what it was and uh after hearing you uh you say that it was uh it kind of kind of drew my eye to it but i'm like why is everybody wearing these really thin paper crowns oh straws us at
1: yep that's what I said. They were listeners. They want to check it out. I always find, I always think maybe it's people who kind of like, are like, want to be pseudo-Europeans. They look at that as sort of this just like kind of cool subculture. All right, fair enough. That's And so they. I think they catch on to that. And they're like, oh, you know, I studied abroad in Wales. That's well, where I picked it up.
0: All right. Well, uh, after that robust discussion, I think that's uh, that's all I got, Mike. Looking forward to the next one, Jason. All right, well, we'll do it soon, and uh, that means it's generally assembled for this week, and we will be back very shortly with another podcast. You can find this podcast where all of your favorite House Republican podcasts are found, even though this is your most favorite, www.pahousegop.com, slash podcasts. Uh, also available on Apple, Google, and uh, Spotify. So check us out there as well, and until next week, we will see you next time.